Hello, Sawona, how's it? Molo, Jambo, and welcome to Every Nation Devon Podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ. Enjoy. You can hear me. Oh, yes. There, here I am. Um, I was trying to check, because, you know, wearing mask and lipstick, so I'm trying to check if my lipstick is still on point. Ladies, tell me, help me. Is it still good? Cool. We can do it. <laughs> good morning, church. I hope that you're excited to be here as I am. It's been a while since we've had, well, not a, not a room full of people, but a room with so many people. You know, I'm glad to see some of y'all. My extrovert self is, can't wait for the interaction time, even though we don't have coffee, but it's okay. Make sure that you have your mask on when you're coming to me because I talk nonstop, so you don't want to get some of the things. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a good morning. I hope you're good. You, are you ready to receive the word today? At home, I hope you are ready too, as we are ready here. Um, today, it's a special, like Pastor Trish was saying, that it's a tech team effort. So it's me, always ladies first, unfair, I know. But it's me, and then Pumlani will come and wrap up, and we're bringing you yet another series of, or another installment in our series uh, called Believe. Who has been enjoying the series? If you're folding your arms, I see you. Have you not been enjoying the word of God? Okay, I'm going to expose you later on, but it's okay. Let's just do it, because now other people will be like, can she just come out of the pulpit already? Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's just pray our prayer and then go into the word today. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I commit this time to you. I believe your plans for me are good, and everything good starts with your word. Your word brings life, it brings healing and direction. I treasure your word more than my daily bread. I boldly confess that my mind is alert, my heart is receptive. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Amen. I hope the servants are listening, like really listening, not because it's written there. Um, we have enjoyed an amazing uh, sermons, like since I think for about five, six weeks now, when Pastor Wayne just coming in and just shooting us with some good, real stuff, conviction. I've been feeling like, oh my goodness, what is it that I'm doing if I don't have faith? I need to get my belief on. My muscle has been strengthened, stretched especially in the season that I'm in, to, in this time. So I'm grateful for this series. At the, the first, the very, who remembers the very first sermon that was preached? The, the, the one that introduced us into the sermon. Because like, I was listening to it over and over again. And I felt like from the beginning to the end, Pastor was like, pop, 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 pop. you know, like those just bullets flying all over fire. You know, like he spoke, um, he took... Um, the, 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 the scripture in Mark 9, verses 19 to 29. So he was talking about the story where the disciples couldn't cast out the demon of the boy, on the boy that um, it was brought to them. So I was looking at that story again. I'm just like, in this, um, in this sermon, as we are preaching with Upumlani, I know that we might not be bringing you something that is new, but we're bringing you something that we believe that God has massaged in our hearts as we go through this series. So we called it our best belief. So we're just 
took like nuggets of the things that we believe that God has massaged in our hearts and brought our understanding as the Holy Spirit speaking to us. So this morning, I want us to go back to that scripture in Mark 9, uh, in Mark 9 verses 19. We're going to draw two important points that have been established throughout this series, that faith is non-negotiable. The doubt has to go. That's what Pastor Owen said. Remember? The other second point that I got was, it is not by our works. It is by the Spirit of God. That's how we get to access grace. When we understand that it's not, faith just doesn't come from us as people, but it's the Spirit of God that helps us to believe. So let's read together in Mark 9. Uh, it reads, and he answered them, all faithless generation. Okay, let me pause and give you a little bit of a background if you don't know what was happening. This is the time where Jesus had gone with the three disciples, John, James, and Peter, to the mountain. It was like a day of transfiguration. And when he comes back down, other people say, while he was being transfigured, the, 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 the disciples were failing to cast out the demons. Like, come out. But the demons like, I ain't going nowhere, y'all. So... He comes here, he's entering a scene where he's been told that, hey, we brought our son to these um, disciples of yours and they're failing to cast out the demon. So he enters, he says to them, oh, faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I, I to bear with you? Bring him to me. I can see Jesus being like, ah, you don't have faith. Bring him to me. I'll show you how it's done. And they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood, and it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can't do anything, but if you can't do anything, the father says, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if... You can. All things are possible for him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. We see, as we read uh, down there, that Jesus, he saw the crowd running to him, and then he started casting out the demon as the, it was continuing, like uh, throwing the, the boy on the floor, and he cast out the demon, and they thought that he was dead, but Jesus reached out to him and pulled him up. He was brought back to life. Amen. What a miracle. I'm sure the people were there like, ah, this man, this is the man of the hour. This is the man that we've been waiting for. So at that moment when I was just looking at this scripture with fresh eyes as well, I wanted to just take out two types of people that I think we identify with so often. One, the father of the son. Two, the disciples. The father of the son, he was in a situation where it forced them to believe. Don't we, aren't we like that as well? We want God to push us to the corner for us to actually start believing, especially if you don't have any other options. If you have other options, well, I think you start exploring other things. But if you know that it's Jesus and it's Jesus alone, sometimes you just walk a carefree life. like, oh, we believe in Jesus, we love him, but you know, the active faith is not there on the day-to-day basis, and God sometimes has to allow big situations like this one to just push us into the corner to say, hey, I want you to believe in an active 
life of faith each and every day. So this father was forced at that moment because he told Jesus that this thing has threatened to destroy his son, right? And he says something that we always say, but if you can do anything, he's speaking to Jesus. I mean, I want, I want you to let that sink in. He's saying to Jesus, but if you can do anything, Jesus has been healing the sick. He's been letting the lame walk, opening the eyes of the blind, casting the demons, but he comes and says, if, what does that indicate to you? Doubt. I'm not sure, but if you can, Jesus, I ask. Aren't we like that? That we just come to Jesus with our situations and we're thinking, oh, if Lord, he already said, cast your burdens unto me, for my yoke is easy and light to carry, right? But we still come and say, if you are willing, Jesus, can you take it? You know, so I'm just like, you are identify with the Father. Because I, I lack belief, I doubt But this morning and throughout all these weeks, we've been told that there is no room for doubt in our lives. There is no room for us to not have faith. The if if is a a sign of sometimes no faith at all. You know, when we're praying, it's just like doing duty of like, hey, Jesus, maybe at work something is happening. If you are able, please help me. Um, yeah, let me continue so that I don't get ahead of myself. So this statement really demonstrates that there was doubt in the heart of of the father of the son that was sick, like we do. Despite of all the testimonies and the great things that Jesus had done, he still came in doubt. The father might have heard that he was healing people. That's why maybe he ended up coming to him and saying, I don't have any other option, but you maybe can do it. So what Jesus does, he responds to him and says, If you can, if you believe, all things are possible to those who believe. Because if you also believe, this can be done for you. So he returns and, and, and sort of like confronts that doubt to say, Okay, you come in and saying, if I can do anything. But I'm saying to you, if you can believe, this will be done to you, for you. This gave, it showed, Pastor Owen highlighted that, it showed that faith is a choice for us. That we can choose to trust or we can choose not to trust. In this situation, the father had to trust that Jesus can heal his son or he had to choose whether to, to, to doubt whether he can heal the son. But we see, I love the response that the father gives. Okay, and also, always when we look at the scripture, we just focus on those lines. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. You know, it's, it's a sign of him surrendering, saying, I believe, but there's a part of me that doesn't believe. So, Lord, help my unbelief. And that, I believe, is something that caused the father to even have the faith for his son to be healed. Because if, like, for a, for a moment, I know it's not written in scripture. If you can imagine for a moment, what would have happened if he decided not to believe? Sometimes we carry burdens because we just don't want to believe. We don't want to give in to faith. But Jesus is saying, if you can believe, it can be done for you. Because all things are possible for him who believes. As a side note, I'm just like looking at this. I'm like wandering by myself. I'm like, I see the father's desperation from the scripture that he's coming. Oh, my son, my son, since childhood has been dealing with the spirit that wants to kill him and everything. 
And I'm thinking, I wonder if he was going to be as desperate if it was the neighbor's child. What do you think? Don't you always get so concerned about things that touch us? And sometimes God just allows us to be touched in the situation so that we can come out of that. And especially in this generation of self, God, oh my goodness. We deserve it. I worked for it. Self-love, self-care. I'm sorry if I'm stepping on toes this morning. I see this thing on social media and I want to die. I'm like, what is this? Where is that in scripture? Because self hinders faith. If you come with self, you are not dead to self. You are prideful. You cannot be humble if you are in self. So when you coming to God with yourself, he has already said, deny yourself, take up your cross, your cross, follow me. But all we want to do is put down the cross and take ourselves to him. How is faith going to be activated in our lives? If we are the self-generation, how is faith going to be activated in our lives? With this, I'm not saying don't love yourself. I mean, Jesus has already done that. While we're still sinners, he came for us. He cleansed us. There's a scripture that I love so much because I identify with it in Psalm 113. It says that he bent down and pulled us up from the ash heap and seated us with the princes and the princes of his people. Yes, God loves us, and we have to love ourselves and look ourselves through the love of God, not from our own understanding, because then faith is going to be a challenge. Because self always seeks its own glorification, but faith seeks to glorify the king. Amen. Okay, before my time is... Okay, let me rush through. Uh, for, for us to see breakthroughs in tough situations, we need to believe. Jesus can. Jesus can. Jesus can. It's not an if. Jesus can. He can heal. He can provide. He can protect. He can do all things. believe that's why Paul was like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because he was not relying in, on his own ability or his, his, his own self, but he was relying in the power of God. The second type of people, okay, person or people that I want us to look at as I'm going to close for Pumlani to come up, is the disciples. The disciples, they are very funny when you get to really study and see what the commentaries and the people who dissect the Bible say about them. It's like different characters and different people. But we know that when you read the the Gospels, it's not uncommon for Jesus to rebuke his disciples for lack of faith. He had said, like countless times, like he did in this scripture, he said, oh faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How, how long am I to bear with you? In other words, how long have I to demonstrate all these things before you, before you actually adopt them and take them and let them be part of your life? We are here not to seek self, right? But we are here to seek to be like Jesus. But when Jesus does something and we don't do it, are we going to be like Jesus? No. Jesus said, I do what the Father does, and I say what my Father says, and he boldly say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Can you say that when the person sees you, they've seen Jesus? Is your faith that strong? 
I'm sorry if I'm coming with the the whip this morning because like it was it was like that with me and it still is and I'm not standing here as one who has got it all together but I'm just like sure Jesus these disciples they walked with Jesus saw him healing saw him feeding the thousands saw him coming the storm saw him do all the impossible things you know and I'm, I'm sure that there was something that they just want like I want that but they didn't know how and then they ask him in private at the end of that scripture, like, Lord, why couldn't we cast out this demon? And he says to them, this one comes only through prayer and fasting, right? So I mean, I've been asking myself, and I want to ask you this morning, are you able to do the things that Jesus did? How long shall Jesus be in your life for you to be able to actually do the things that he did? Sorry about that. Yeah, just like ponder on those questions. Do you have faith enough to move mountains like he promised that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can speak into the mountains and they can cast themselves into the sea? Jesus said, in fact, in John 14, verse 12, Truly I say, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and greater works than this will he do. Because I'm going to the Father. So you and I are sort of like sitting on a gold mine of faith to do the things that Jesus did. Because like, imagine for, with me for a moment. For three years, Jesus discipled the twelve and many more because there were more other disciples that were not really mentioned. He healed the sick, opened the eyes of the blind, the lame walked. He rebuked the demons and they flee at his sight. He, the scripture tells us that when he preached, he spoke as the one who had boldness in the synagogue. That was him. He challenged the status quo and came face to face with the religion of that time for three years. How, many, how much more for you? Five years, 10 years, 20 years of salvation how much more can you do? Because I know that we interpret the scripture as because Jesus said that because there will be many more people who will be carrying his spirit, of which is really true. But I'm thinking as individuals as well, if Jesus, a man himself, also did these things, don't you think maybe we need to be going around and looking for 5,000 people to feed? They're looking for some miracles. I'm like, hey, where, miracle, where are you? I wanna, you know, I'm kidding. Anyways, we are called to do these great things. And one thing that I like with the disciples, as I bring this to a close, is that for them, even though they didn't have faith in all the other moments, they were bothered why we couldn't do this thing. And also, one thing that I love for them is that it was not for their own benefit. It was for the ministry that was called upon them. Jesus brought them close together so that they can observe closely because he knew the task that he was giving to them, the calling that each and every one of us carry. And funny thing is Jesus dies. Three days later, he rose again, ascends to the heaven, places sitting right next to the father on the right hand, and we see the disciples turning the world upside down. What happened? What changed? Holy Spirit. He came. And that's the person that we have a privilege to have today. People. When the disciples came, like, oh, maybe I can excuse you because, well, Jesus was still there. The Holy Spirit 
you know, wasn't maybe as, as flowing as, you know. But right now, we have the privilege of the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. That's why when we do faith, we don't do it out of our own understanding. We can read. Do you know that there are people who read and study scripture, but they don't get impacted? What is it that they're lacking? It's the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot divorce faith from the Holy Spirit. We cannot walk in faith if we don't have the Holy Spirit. But one thing that I know for sure, if you are a born-again believer, baptized, you have the Holy Spirit in you. So that means possibilities of faith for you are endless. You can believe for anything. (laughs) You can believe for anything and... It's not to say it will be easy. I believe that's why Jesus was saying, as small as a mustard seed. Because if it was that, maybe it's like as, as big as an orange you can have, you know. But he said, as small as a mustard seed, it won't be easy. But like we learned throughout this, this sermon series that we have to consistently charge and grow in the muscle faith. How do we do that? It's by trusting in the word of God. It is by hearing the word and believing without doubt. Like James said, those who believe do not doubt. He said, those who believe and do not doubt, they will receive. You know. So, my encouragement to you this morning is that you need to believe and do not doubt. You are to believe and not doubt at all times. Believe the word of God. Believe the character of God. Because sometimes it's hard. For instance, let me make an example. If it's, there is a person that is unreliable and they say something, would you trust them? You know that they don't deliver, right? But Jesus, oh God, said he is true to his word. So we are to believe the word of God. And Pumlani is going to take over from me now and just take us deeper in that part. Amen. This morning I want to bring to you a man who trusted God. A man who just did that. You know, he trusted God and his character. His name is Elijah. When we read about Elijah in the New Testament, uh, we see that this is one of um, the people who who are named uh, as heroes of faith. Uh, The scripture that I want to read is 1 Kings chapter 17, uh, verse 1 to 6. It reads, now Elijah the Tishbite of, of Tibet in Gilead said, uh, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years, except by my weight. Depart from here and turn eastward and Herith, which is east of Jordan. You shall drink from the brook And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the brook Kerith, 
that is east of Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. What a powerful scripture. Elijah was taken care of. God spoke to him, and Elijah listened. I love the part that says, Elijah did according to the word of the Lord. So if we want to grow in our faith, there are certain things that I want to uh, pick up you know, uh, from this uh, scripture. Number one is that if we want to grow in our faith, we need to hear the word of God. We need to hear the word of God. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if we want to grow in our faith, there is no other way. We have to hear the word of God. God is always speaking. And I believe that even today, God is speaking. God is speaking through um, the scripture. God is speaking using people. God speaks using dreams, uh, visions. He uses situations and uh, circumstances as well. In this instance, he used drought, you know, to speak to the people of Israel. What I love about Elijah is that Elijah was able to hear that God is speaking. Are we hearing the word of God? Are we paying attention? Are we listening? Because God is always, is always speaking. What I love the, uh, again is that um, Elijah did not just hear the word of God, but he believed. He believed that God was speaking. Do you believe? You know, sometimes we can hear God speak and say, ah, no, man, this is not God. Maybe it's my mind. Or it's just in my mind. I'm not sure. Is this God or not? Elijah believed that God spoke. But also Elijah obeyed the word of the Lord. It's one thing to hear and believe. But if we stop there, it's no use for us. We have to obey the word of the Lord. God said to Elijah, there's going to be a season of drought. I want you to get up and leave the comfort of your house. Forget your TV, forget your couch, forget everything. (laughs) Just go out. Go out to a, to a place where I will show you. Go out and live uh, by the river. Hey, I, I don't know about me, uh, about you guys, but me. <laughs> you are telling me to leave my house. I, I leave everything else and just go and be uncomfortable. And God says, I'm going to provide for you in that place. I'm like, sure. Sure. <laughs> Elijah listened. He asked no questions. He just obeyed. Some people are not receiving their provision because they haven't obeyed the voice of the Lord. God is speaking. Have we obeyed? Do we listen? And do we obey what God has said? Because your provision is where you are supposed to be. If God has told you to be somewhere and you are not there, You're missing out on your provision. If Elijah chose to go to the north or to the south of Jordan or somewhere else, the ravens would have came and find him not there. They would go back with bread and meat. (laughs) 
Can we be where God wants us to be? Can we listen to what God is saying? And not ask questions, just obey God. It's the word of the God. It's the word of the Lord. God knows. He's more powerful. He's greater than anything else in this world. We can trust him. Now just imagine um, if if I had not listened to God in 2015, when God told me that I must leave my job and go and be full time in ministry, come to every nation Deben and be based in DUT. Eh? I would have missed my wife. Eh? <laughs> I would have missed a great opportunity to meet my wife a little bit earlier. <laughs> we need to obey. Let us obey. He knows why he says go there. He knows why he says start that connect group. He knows why. Because sometimes we'll start a connect group when you're thinking that oh, I'm, I'm just in this connect group. You don't know who's in that connect group. Maybe that's your business partner one day. Maybe that's going to be... Hey, no. <laughs> but who knows, eh? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> God, God commanded ravens uh, to feed Elijah. God says, I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. And Elijah asked no questions. I was going to ask, no, did you say the reverence or the ravens? <laughs> you are telling me to leave my house and be uncomfortable by the river. And stay there, and the ravens will come and provide for me. I, <laughs> it was going to be difficult for me to believe that. You know, I, I think I was going to doubt it. I was going to think maybe this is not God speaking. Maybe this is just another voice. Some of us would have tried even to negotiate. God, should I really go out and stay there? <laughs> Why can't I just stay here in my house? And maybe tell the ravens, you know, to come to my house where I am. <laughs> what about telling them also that please pass by the river and bring me some water as well to this place where I'm comfortable. <laughs> but what I love about Elijah, Elijah just obeyed. He just left and did according to the word of the Lord. The ravens came in, they brought in um, breakfast and supper. What a breakfast, eh? Bread and meat. We're not talking about cornflakes here. <laughs> there are no wheat pigs. <laughs> We're talking about bread and meat in the morning. There was no need for lunch because this breakfast was enough to carry him out. And then the ravens will come later on and bring supper. I'm just imagining that, just the ravens coming in. This <laughs> is your breakfast. Wow. This is meat. This is bread. Guys, there's nothing that is too hard for God. God can provide for us, you know, using anything. God is able to do anything, you know, even beyond what we can imagine. I want to conclude and say that um, 
Elijah heard God speak. He believed and he obeyed because he had no doubts. He understood that God is God and he trusted in his character. The disciples, on the other hand, they received the Holy Spirit. After that, their faith grew in such a way that they were now able to heal the sick. They were now able to cast out the demons. They were now able to preach the gospel with boldness. And they did so many other things that we, if we believe, can do. Amen. Do we believe? Do we trust God? Let us stand. I'm done. Thank you so much, Panele. Well done. Can we give them a round of applause, guys? That was really amazing. You know, we hope that you were inspired and challenged by today's message. We would like to encourage you to join one of our connect groups where you can make friends and discuss the word further. You can message us on 072-606-6747 to join a connect group or to send us any prayer needs you might have. To give your tithes and offering, please visit our website www.endurban.org to get our bank details and zapper code. Have a safe and blessed week.